0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're joined now by Jared Greenberg, NBA TV, host of Crunch Time. It's kind of NBA TV's version of the NFL's Red Zone. Jared, good morning.
1: Good morning, fellas. How's it going?
0: Good. You know, you're kind of going down a road here, uh, Crunch Time, and I've thought yeah. this for a long time, so I'm going to throw this out there, and you can do with it what good. you will. I pitched this to a former Jazz president who was like, yeah, that's a good idea, but I think he just threw it out the window as soon as I left, That was gone. Fourth quarter Fridays, NBA games start every half hour. It's mostly scheduled that way, but not quite. Everybody loves the last five minutes of an NBA game. You start games every half hour all night long, you've always got the end of an NBA game to go to. You're almost there. Fourth quarter Fridays, think about it.
1: I, I, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, let, let, let's, let's get it going, but I mean, listen, Hopefully you guys check out Crunch Time. We do like a marathon thing on Wednesday nights, uh, which goes from the very first tip of the first game, and we don't come off the air until the final buzzer of the last game of the night, and we're bouncing around the league. We're taking live looks. We're telling you about, you know, players putting up big numbers. We're showing you the biggest dunks of the night. We're showing you the great finishes each night. You know, the thing I always say is we're taking into the biggest moments of the night as they happen live, Wednesday nights all throughout the night, then Friday nights, we do like a, a short 90-minute version of it. Um, it's all about the schedule. You know, we want to be on the air when the most games are on, and, and usually Wednesday nights is, is the case. And tonight we'll be we'll be doing we'll, – we'll do kind of, kind of your idea a little bit uh, tonight. I promise you. We'll, we'll, we'll do fourth quarter Wednesdays. How about that?
0: What makes a good NBA night in your mind?
1: Just, um, you know, competitive games. Um, you know, it, it seems like um, – there's never a shortage of storylines in the nba you know take last wednesday for example it was remarkable obviously uh you know getting ready for for your um philly utah game tonight last wednesday we had the philly minnesota fight between carl anthony towns and joel Embiid. uh then we had harden uh going you know erupting for what like 59 points as as the uh rockets won 159 to 158 and then Almost a few moments later, you had Steph Curry breaking his, his hand. So not, not that you want injuries, but there always seems to be incredible storylines. You never know where it's going to come from, whether it's the star doing star-like things or it's uh, somebody like Jay Crowder a couple of weeks ago hitting a buzzer beater or it's, uh, you know, last week we, we, we saw Jason Tatum hitting a buzzer beater live on Crunch Time on NBA TV. So it's just a, it's a collection of stories that we get to tell all throughout the night. and I, I think there's never a shortage of it, I'm sure as you guys know.
0: So I'm curious what you think, watching all the teams in the league. Are the Lakers and Clippers, are either one of them a clear number one in the West? Do you view them as a clear one and two, and it's a step down to everybody else? How do you see the top of the West?
1: You know, I, I don't think anybody right now, today, can, can say that confidently. I think that the Clippers have the makings of, of becoming that team in, in the next few months. Um, and now reports actually in the last few moments that, that Paul George, uh, have come out that Paul George you know, may be coming back here in the next couple of weeks, um, and, which is incredible because you know, I, think, I think just the Clippers have kind of the, the, the structure, it seems like, or, or the, the roster makeup of what you would think uh, a great team would be, even if you take the names out of it. You know, you've obviously got your, your two big marquee names in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, um, you've, you've got a team full of guys who are willing and capable defenders and are versatile defenders who, you know, if you take on a team like LeBron and, 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 or you take a team like the Lakers, the Clippers have guys that could defend LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, and then you also have guys who had success on this team last year who didn't have to change much roles. You know, you look at Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell, what I think the benefit that, that the Clippers have this year is that they brought in stars, but it doesn't affect the role or what you're asking your two essential glue guys to do on this team this year. It's the same as they've been doing in the past. So that, that's why I think long-term the Clippers have the edge. But as of today, I just think not, – not, I'm not going to give you the cliche answer that it's too early. I just don't know that we've seen enough. And, and I think because there was so much roster turnover over the summer, guys, you, know, you guys are going through in Utah right now. Where it's going to take teams more than ever, you know, at least a quarter of the season to figure out their identity and to get a a, a good feel for who they are and what they will be eventually.
0: How much does load management impact what you guys do?
1: That stinks. It it, it really does. Um, you know, it's it's one of the reasons, and you know, I hate to be a salesperson on this. It's one of the reasons why. I encourage people on a night like tonight, on Wednesday nights, to tune into NBA TV because one of the, my my missions each and every time I'm on the air is to make sure we're keeping people up to speed. Whether it, you know you're you're shelling out some cash for the game, or whether you're a fantasy basketball player and you're trying to set your daily lineup, or, or even if you're in a season-long league, you know what what your what your lineup looks like. Because every night there's there's another surprise of like who's not playing and is this guy going to come back or you know how is this team handling a an injury or just resting a healthy player you know I, I i totally understand why teams do it when guys are coming off of an injury but when you're doing it with a fully healthy guy that you're declaring like the clippers have who has never felt healthy or something doc rivers said last week and then on the same day you decide to rest him for load management it just you know it's unfortunate for the fans it really isn't and listen you guys i'm sure you guys are fans i'm fans like it, it, as much as we work in, in this business covering the league, you want to see the best players play. It, it, it's it's part of sports. As, as much as maybe, you know, people in certain cities don't want to see other teams dominate, what you do want to strive to see in sports, whether it's your own team or somebody else's team, is, is you want to observe greatness. You want to be able to tell your kids or your friends you were there for that. or You saw this or be able to talk about, you know, watching the best actually compete. And, and when guys are taking days off, And still getting paid for it, you know, it it, it makes you frustrated as a fan, and I totally sympathize.
0: So what, if you're Adam Silver, would you do about it?
1: I I think, you know, here's the conundrum that that Adam Silver has right now, is that do you promote honesty or not honesty, right? Because what's going to happen, because teams have collected this data and every team now has – not only athletic trainers, but sports scientists, either on their staff or people that they um, consult with. And 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 listen, I get, I've spoken to a lot of them, and I, I respect what they do, and I don't think that they're wrong. Cause, you, know, you know, I'm not going to sit here as a you know as a moron, you know, just guy who gets paid to watch and talk about basketball. I'm not, I'm not smarter than them. I get it that the data tells them that that sitting these players, maximizing their rest, maximizing times between playing, is what behooves them to be better long term I get all that but if you go into a situation where Adam Silver lays down the law you know puts down the hammer and says no more load management well now Kawhi Leonard's still going to miss tonight's game it's just they're going to say it's a sprained right ankle and what do you want do you want teams to be honest with you and tell you that a guy's resting or do you want a team to lie to you and tell you that he's got a made-up right ankle it's really up to what we want right now that's why this is so hard and unfortunately I I wish we had a solution I wish there was something I I I just think that you know the league continues to work each and every year as you see with the schedule to reduce the number of back-to-backs to reduce playing three games in four nights they've eliminated playing four games in five nights they have paid very close attention to travel schedules particularly when teams are going from west to east to to lighten the load so People can maximize their sleep. There's all this like, scientific data that's going into schedule making and, and players managing their load, which is like the worst thing in the world to say right now, but it's, it's the case. Like, if that's what's happening. I, think, you know, I, I don't think we're any closer to a solution because the science shows us that guys you know, reducing the amount of stress on their body is better for them long term. And, 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 and I think the balance is this, guys. Teams are in this first and foremost for business to make money, right? Second, secondly, they're in it to win basketball games and ultimately win championships. I think if there comes a time when either tickets start to not be sold at such a high rate, TV ratings drop, which they have over the last couple of years, which ultimately, if it, once the next TV uh, deal comes up, if less TV money starts coming in and the bottom line gets affected, that's how this load management and rest thing gets changed. Nothing until, that, nothing until the money gets affected will change how this is working right now.
0: How about if you're going to use the load management as the reason you can only use it in home games?
1: You know, it's interesting, and, and the Clippers are doing that tonight, which is a surprise um, because, you know, the majority of times, you're right, teams have done it um, on the road, which has affected, you know, people buying tickets in, in the away market. I, I, I think that's a good solution, um, but that, that's not that's not going to solve everything uh, because you're right, it does penalize the home team. I, I think that's a, that's a step forward to doing it, but again, Who's to say? Like last Wednesday, when the Clippers were on the road and they used load management for Kawhi, that they just wouldn't have said he had a you know a, a sore left elbow. You, you, you know, so that that that's the problem is that if you put these rules in, there's too many ways around it. If teams don't want to play their stars,
0: DJ and PK, we are talking NBA right now with Jared Greenberg, NBA TV host of Crunch Time. So as you watch these teams uh, battle it out here, how deep is the East? You guys are watch- You're probably watching more there than we are here. The games are on way early here, and we just don't have the buy-in because yeah. it's a Western team here. Are there really only two teams at the top of the East, and are the Jazz about to see them here twice in three days? And these are the, these are the only two good Eastern teams that are coming in.
1: No, I mean, listen, I, I think that it's a little more clear-cut in the East, obviously, than it is in the West. And, and those two teams, obviously, as you mentioned, Philadelphia and Milwaukee. But, listen, Miami's from playing out of their mind. I, I, ha- I didn't think Miami would be this good, and I think ultimately it's going to level out for them. I just think that you know that they're a team that, that has too many injuries and, and too many questions about you know their style of play. Uh, not not, 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 that the coach has a question. He knows how he wants to play, but how will that ultimately affect the way they actually do play? So I think Toronto will be okay. I, I, I think the team to really watch in the East is Boston this year, guys. You know, you saw your old buddy Gordon Hayward do it last night, career, his career high uh, with 39 points last night. Um, I, I think Boston will be better than people think they will be, but ultimately, yeah. I mean, it's going to come down, I would imagine, in the playoffs, to Philadelphia and to Milwaukee, and you've got two of the best players in the East, right? You've got Embiid. And you've got Giannis, and and that's what's going to carry those two teams, I would imagine, all the way to the Conference Finals. Yeah,
0: that was interesting in Boston. I'm wondering how that's going to work because they basically exchanged one ball dominant guard for another with Irving and Walker, obviously. And so do you think that Hayward will have opportunities like he had, as you speak to, when he scored the 39 points?
1: Yeah, as similar in game as Kyrie and Kemba are, Um, I think that there's two major differences. Number one, Kemba is a willing passer. I think the reason why he's gotten labeled as a ball-dominant guy who shoots a bunch is because he was on a a Charlotte team that had almost no one around him ever to carry the load with him. Right? I mean, there there, there was just nobody. Jeremy Lamb was his second-best offensive option for for a couple of years. Right? I mean, think about how poor those draft picks were year after year that, that never panned out. To provide him a one-two punch or even a, you know a, a guy that could step up and score 20 points uh when, when Kemba was having an off night um and the second is the personality I think that we can't under um we, we can't over exaggerate I, I should say you know the the importance of locker room chemistry and it's not not just like guys being best friends but it's guys understanding they're on the same page, fighting for the same mission, and every night being cool with, all right, if it's not me, it's you, and if it's not you, it's him. And and I think Kemba brings that attitude with him that's different than, than, than Kyrie ha- has had in his career.
0: Jared Greenberg, NBA TV, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So clearly the Warriors have to hit pause for a year. This year's wrecked. Yeah. Do you think they're ever going to get back to being an elite team? They add a draft pick and, hey, they can bounce back, or do you think uh, they're going to be competing for the four or five seeds in the West down the road?
1: I absolutely think that they could be an elite team again, especially at the league, the landscape, the way it is right now with all these duos stays the same. I mean, I'm of the belief that Steph Curry is a top-five player in this league. Which team that has a top-five player on it is not a contender. Add in Klay Thompson, who is the second-best shooter in basketball, and and maybe will be able to show a little more of the tools um, in his bag moving forward because there's not so many other stars around him. I think that when you look at at, at the landscape of the league, if you put Klay Thompson and Steph Curry healthy, on any team they're going to make them a contender and i also believe in steve kerr and bob myers and what they've done and the, and the culture and the the infrastructure there in 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 uh in san francisco now you know i, I think that, that that listen yes they did it for so many years with such a complete roster headlined by two top five players with kevin durant and steph curry but i think in today's era that we're in which changed you know we jumped off a cliff this past summer from you know the, the, the threesomes and the foursomes to now these duos, that ultimately I, I don't know that they win another championship, but I think you, you, we would be awfully awfully uh, you know wrong to, to overlook the dominance of Curry and Clay and what Draymond Green means to that team, the way he plays, and then added in D'Angelo Russell and whatever they do with the draft pick. I'm pretty confident that this team is 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 not going to go away quietly.
0: Jared, we appreciate a few minutes. Crunch time, unless it becomes, you know, fourth, fourth quarter Fridays. Host <laughs> crunch not time. You're gonna me if I use that tonight, are you? No, I no, I seriously look at Friday night's schedule. You need to move either the Jazz or the Nugget game, and you're set. You're you're so close. You're right there, and people. Love All right, so to tell those
1: fans that they got to change the time they go to the game
0: because <laughs> we're moving it. Okay, we're used to that. We're just happy when it's not 8.30 here. Those are the ones that kill us. If if all the 8.30s became 7.30s, people would sign off on that in a heartbeat. All right, Jared, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on.